Hey, hey, everybody. Samp here from Samp and Chance. I am joined with my man, Mr. Chance. Michael Skies, we're trying something new. We're going to do a Raw review right after the show. Raw ended a half an hour ago. We're here. So, guys, strap in and thank you for letting us into your ears and enjoy the show. Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome back to a new episode of Sap and Chats. I say new because we're starting something new. We're going to start with a Raw review exclusive. Raw ended about a half an hour ago. I am here and I am joined with my man, Mr. Chance. Michael's Chance, how are you, buddy? Not too bad yourself. How are you doing? Not bad, brother. It's uh, raining buckets out there. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Like, I don't know what it's like out there for you, but around this area in particular, I've noticed so many puddles, like huge puddles on the side of the road. Um, I don't think lots of them all. I just came back from Delta all over the highway. Yeah. yeah. I, I, too many leaves. I guess they haven't gotten around to cleaning all that up. But hey, before we start this review, uh, the inaugural raw review from us um, today in Vancouver, we lost a local um wrestler by the name of dropkick murphy he was only 40 years old um chance you you had more more interactions with him than i ever did i only met him a few times i can tell you from those experiences he was nothing but great and genuine a really really solid guy and if that was just through a casual meeting i can only imagine what he was like with his friends and family um your your thoughts brother yeah, I'll just share a quick story about everything he said is so true. Let's uh, capitalize on that a little bit. When he actually, um, when we started up a wrestling company, we were looking for a store to store the ring. He actually offered a place that he lives at the John Volcom Society where he could store the ring for free. He set that up. Some of those places can be two, $300. So he saved us some money there. And then after our first show, me and another owner were loading the ring from the ring truck underground. These are heavy beams, you know, walking 100 yards. He came out. Helped us the whole time. You know what I mean? Sit there. He's happy. He's a happy, good guy. He's always been to my kid. He's always smiling. He was, he's been through a lot. He had his struggles. But in that, I know I was one of his old roommates for many years together. He always said, you know, that Mike's been through so much, but he's always nice to people. He's always sensitive because he knows what it's like to struggle. So he was always good to everybody. Great guy. Rest in peace. What can you say? Dropkick Murphy. He was a hell of a talent. He got in really good shape. He took 10 years out of the ring. He came back. At 40, like you said, looking better than ever. So rest in peace. May you be missed. Yeah. There'll be, a um, tribute. There'll be some a tribute for him this Friday at the Canadian Apex Wrestling Show. I'm not sure how they're going to do it, but it's definitely happening. Well, so definitely, you know, I, I think these types of losses are the hardest ones when yeah. they come out of the blue. Yeah, it's out of the blue, yeah. Right? Sure. Like, you know, just just um, a couple of days ago, you and I were actually talking about him in regards mm -hmm. to some of the things that they were thinking about doing. Yep. Over at Apex. And, uh, you know, it's just, it, it just comes as a shock. And at it first, does. I thought it was a joke myself personally, but, um, you know, he, he was really focused on 2023. Like you said, he came back after an absence from the ring. Uh, looking 10 years. Great, right. Um, I think on Facebook, one of his posts shows that, you know, best shape of his life and he can't wait for 2024. 2023. So it was the best year of his wrestling life. So, yeah. yeah. So our, our deepest condolences and sympathies to the friends and to the family, yeah. uh, to the Vancouver wrestling community. We, we truly lost someone really, really good. Absolutely. Well said. 
But on that note, my friend, the show, I guess, has to go on. So, In the words of any Mac, yeah, the show must go. go on. So here we go, man. Uh, our very first Raw review. Um, I, I don't think we're going to go in depth and move for move. We'll just probably break them down casually and just give our quick synopsis and see where the conversation goes, brother. So let's get the show started. We are in Albany, New York uh, for this episode of Raw. I don't think there's a pay-per-view in December, right? So everything now is no. all Royal Rumble geared. Like we have nothing till January. Um, well, it's time to build it up. Yeah, there we go. So Drew comes out. He welcomes us to Raw. He hasn't done that for a while. Um, he gets on the mic and he just starts talking. He says that, uh, you know, feels like people around Raw have lost their minds, you know, liars, hypocrites, cowards, just plain idiots. Apparently, you can talk crap and leave the company, do what you want and come back. He's not saying any names. I like but... that. I like that. That was a good promo. Right? Yeah. So, you know, he, he calls out, he talks about Seth Rollins and how he kind of duped him last week, he feels. He feels that he's been duped. Um, not his words, mine. Uh, basically just saying that, you know, he thought he should be the next in line for a title shot considering he beat Jey Uso, who has a title shot tonight. We'll talk about that at the end. Um, so he headbutted him, and I think he got cut open last week the hard way, right? That that yeah. was a pretty hard hit to the title. Miss Seth hit the belt. Um, then out comes Sammy Zayn. Sammy comes out and says that, you know, he basically just talks him down. It's just like, you know, I thought we we had some, you know, similarities, this and that, but the only difference, I see the true difference now. I'm paraphrasing here, Chance. Yeah. Uh, you know, basically just saying that after I lost my match for the heavyweight championship, I didn't, you know, moan and complain or, or do any of these kind of things. I, I fought back and I was, a, I won the tag titles at WrestleMania in the main event. Fair enough. I don't think Drew took that too kindly. Uh, he made some comments about Drew's family not being, you know, proud of the way he's become and whatnot. And that sets the match in motion. You know, the first thing I noticed when they're doing the promo, I guess Sammy didn't know he was coming out because his hair was white. He just got out of the shower. So I guess that, um, that kind of greasy look he goes for ain't true because he showed everybody, hey, I just I showered because his hair was wet. So I thought that was a little funny uh, tidbit that I noticed right away. Ah, fair enough, man. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we've, we've watched the man's hair grow on TV from, from the bus cut to what it is today. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. Good so, way to start off Raw with these two guys going out. I thought I liked the way they they opened the show. I thought it was a really good kickoff. No, it was a good show. It was a, it was a good match to start it was off. Good. good. Um, you know, One of the highlights for the match is when Drew McIntyre did that suplex from post to post. He just threw, he threw Sami Zayn like a ragdoll from one end to the other. I know. I thought that was really cool as well, and I Very thought cool. the uh, moonsault that that Sammy delivered off the guardrail, yeah, was pretty was solid sick. too. Right, that was pretty sick as well. Um, the tornado DDT he did a counter the sidewalk slam on Drew was pretty good. So they, they had a good chemistry actually. They worked well, big man, little man kind of thing. And no, I, I really enjoyed the match. Uh, I mean, at the end of the day, Drew won. Uh, they they played the knee up a little bit for for. For Sammy, for for Drew to kind of uh, you the know, the commentators messed up because I don't know because at first they were saying it was the ankle, the ankle, and they switched to the knee. So I don't know if it was both, but that's one thing that I noticed. Well, I mean, I think it could have been either or, but then once he started focusing on the knee, you could have changed it sure. at that point, right? So a little bit of a screw up, but I mean, I guess the guys in the ring yeah. kind of heard it too, and and you know, did what they had to do. Um, basically, Good match. Think, yeah, no, great. The end here comes with Sammy. You know, Drew's outside the ring. Sammy's trying to get back up, but he can't. You know, he drops one knee to sell the knee even more. 
Drew Drew gets back into the ring. Chop, block, Claymore, cover, one, two, three. That's the winner. Speaking of Claymore, I have to say it's one of my favorite finishing moves nowadays. He does it so quick, so fast. And for a big guy, he gets up pretty high. So I always enjoy watching him, the way he throws it. It's out of the blue so fast. And it's, it's a hard-hitting move. And it's yeah, it's, it's beautiful how he does it. For so, a guy that size, he moves around really well. The Claymore looks like the evolved leg drop, in essence. Not to say that it's pretty much, yeah. Thing, right? So I'm curious to see what Drew feels like in about 30 years from landing on his fucking. Well, on this his isn't Hulk Hogan, man. Hulk Hogan went right? from six foot seven to six foot four. He lost three inches. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those leg drops and shrinking his spine. So no, for sure. So okay, overall, great match, great yes. story, great wrestling, great uh, opening, much match, yeah. needed physical proof, in my opinion, to show that Drew has officially gone to the dark Back. side. You want to say it, right? I mean, that, that lack of compassion, that lack of, you know, empathy. Um, he needed this physical match. And I think he had the right dance partner to sell it and make yeah. it viable. So great start to the show. Great start for both of them. Uh, these guys went 20 minutes. It was good, man. Like I said, you don't always see those big opening matches like that. So, yeah, yeah it was fun. Nice change. So we're backstage and Shayna Baszler is getting ready to go to work against Nia Jax. Uh, Shayna says it was her who put Nia on the shelf two years ago by breaking her arm, which is true. And she will remind her that tonight by breaking her limb by limb or destroying her limb by limb, whatever you want to call it. Um, we get a video package for Jey Uso as we get ready for the main event. Um, we're before we even get back to the match, there's another interviewer. Uh, Drew comes flying and beats him down even more this time talking about don't talk about my family gives him one more shot to the knee now here's my question this is something i wrote down right i mean i thought it was kind of interesting and it's always in the backstage segments the guy gets completely destroyed and then when that death blow is finally delivered that's when all the guys show up yeah i know i know what you're saying it's the wild world of wrestling you know but but here's what I'm saying. This is what I what would I take from it, right? So those guys were obviously standing in the background. They're not in this camera shot, right? Yeah. It would make it more believable if you could hear them screaming from a distance opposed to just being there screaming. I know. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's funny, dude. That's that's I, all I, would, I wanted yeah, that to was, say. I like it though how the how Drew's he's, like you say he's got the mean he looks like a mean guy anyway, so he's a natural heel, but coming back they're attacking Sami Zayn with the doctor there, so yeah, it was cool. It was a good little segment. No, yeah, well, before we even get to the match, we have another backstage segment. A lot of backstage segments here, man. I broke it down this week. I realized there's about two matches an hour. So in total, you get about five to six matches on Raw. Yeah, well, three hours of, of uh, programming. You got to fill it, right? Well, we Stop. see it right here, right? Becky Lynch is backstage. And I guess, you know what? I was kind of wondering what she's going to do now that, you know, she's not really NXT. She's not doing anything there. Is she in limbo? And, you know, I did a reel today. Uh, I made a reel uh, showing all the people that have returned. And, you know, one yeah, that was a good was... one, too. That was oh, good. Thank you, man. Check it out. It's on all platforms. Um, yeah. we, we we basically were talking about, you know, all the debuts of the last three months and Nia Jax being one of the one of McMahon's last kind of things that he did before he sold the company was yeah. bringing her back. Um, Bossy McMahon threw out the biggest, strongest person he could find, right? Well, that's uh, it. That's it. So, you know, it was kind of interesting from that perspective because I asked the question, you know, like she, she's been dominant, but she's really has no direction. Well, mm -hmm. you know what? I guess maybe they were listening to us and they saw the reel. 
I doubt it, but hey, it's nice to believe. Um, Nia Jax as a program now, it's going to probably be with Becky Lynch. I, and you know, this is a program that's going back to when she punched Becky in the face. They never really dealt with that, you know, they never really opened that can or wrote that story. So, kind when of, you got a girl this big and this strong, you know, the biggest and strongest in the women's division, you got to have her in a top program, you got to have her out there. I well, you got to build her up, right? Because most girls in WWE are kind of the same size, same build, not Nia Jax. You know what I mean? She's like the Brock Lesnar of the women division in a way. No, 100%. I'm glad so, to see her back. Well, no, I'm glad to see her back too. She she brings a certain personality that, that yeah. I don't normally get. So Shayna Baszler versus Nia Jax, there is a match after all of that, right? Um, we've been to live events. I can only imagine just watching, you know, like nowadays, the amount of segments they have. Like that one individual is in the ring for a long time before their match even gets started. Yeah, I know. It's crazy. Right? She comes out, commercial break, backstage segment with Drew, video package, another backstage segment, then she comes out. Interesting. So Shayna starts with kicks to the legs. Naya punches her and tosses her across the ring. Basically, this is how this match played out. It was it was quickness and speed against power and strength, and power and strength persevered. Shayna gave it all she had. Uh, you know, I, I thought one of the cool moves that I really enjoyed was when she had that her clutch on her, and she mm-hmm. actually brought her all the way down. And Naya, just pure power at that point, right? Because there's no help from Shayna to stand up. She's basically dead weight on her back. So for her to get up with her and everything and just to toss her around, like you said, man, um, Shayna's no slouch. I mean, she she put up a valiant effort. I mean, she had her moments, but at the end of the day, strong strength and power overcame here, man. One thing that I noticed in this match, I don't know if you you obviously noticed, I'll bring it up, is when uh, Jax landed on her head after that German suplex. Yeah. Yeah, that was uh, right on Basil's head there, Basil's head there. So, So I don't know if they got hurt off of that, but that was... They felt that you're gonna have some whiplash or something because you're gonna have something from that one, right? No, no, that that was hard, and um, but that's a testament to Naya, man. I mean, she's pretty strong, she got up from it. Um, hopefully, she's okay, right? I mean, she's going into this program with Becky now. So, this match basically ends with Naya turns onto her stomach. Shayna still has the hold, she's back on all fours to her feet, stands up, drops Shayna hard on her back. Naya to the second rope annihilator and that's it Naya Jax Becky comes out Naya leaves the ring and yep. here we go uh 12 minutes for this match yeah they got some decent airtime there but yeah that German suplex landing on her head Whew, that yeah was yeah cool. all right video package for CM Punk who wasn't on the show tonight surprised no I'm glad when the gay got a guy like that, you don't want to see him all the time. Now they're building the hype for the next role. He's coming on Cleveland, Ohio. Coming in Cleveland, everybody's going to want to watch now, right? But actually, it's funny. i seen a story. They sold <clears throat> an extra 1,700 tickets today because people were, they weren't sure if he was coming or not. They just bought the tickets anyway. So many of Tommy never came. Well, it sucked if you were a kid looking to see him, but in an announce him. You don't want to see him every Raw, every SmackDown either. He'll be on round more than Reigns, but then it kind of waters it down, right? So you want to keep it special because he's still hot right now. Do you think you keep him on Raw? Or do you put him on SmackDown? I don't know what he's gonna. He might just float around. I don't know where he's gonna go. Kind of like Brock Lesnar does or something. Maybe I don't know. Well, based uh, on this, I'm almost thinking he's not going to be a full time guy, right? I don't think no, so. He can't. He can't. He's too injury prone. So you this just want is... for the big events, maybe wrestle a Raw here and there, but not much. 
we talked about this earlier today during the daytime about CM Punk, and you made a really valid, valid point that you know the expectation of him in AEW does not match no. the expectation of, of what he will be here in the WWE. Um, as in AEW, company, he was good, and at WWE, he's a big star. That's the difference between the two machines. Look at how look at how hot he was, and he came to AEW, it was okay, but it was not like this. This is like he's caught lightning in a bottle here for one more run. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, so, well, I mean, if he's smart, he'll make the most of it. Do you see AJ coming back? Yeah, what's oh, his woman? Yeah, I think so. I'm sure he worked that out. He mentioned her, right? I mean, in yeah. promo last week. If so. she wasn't coming back, they would just, he wouldn't let her mention her, you know? Yeah, everyone did like AJ. Yeah. All right, so here we go. Uh, second match of the, oh, sorry, third match of the night. It is a two out of three falls match. Your favorite tag team, DIY. I guess. Imperium. Um, the story continues here. Look, these two guys, these two teams just put up great matches. Um, at the yeah, end of the day, say, say, say what you want to say. I mean, the four of them just really good match, solid match through and through. Uh, Imperium gets the first pinfall, uh, a flub, quick roll up. DIY gets the second one, same scenario, flub, quick roll up. That leads us to the third pinfall, which basically. You had a moment there where all four guys were just kind of laid out in the ring, just kind of delivering kicks to each other, one after the other. You know, great, great sequence of events there. The end comes when DIY does their basically, I don't know what they call it, but both guys are standing in the uh, opposite corners. They come out and uh, basically kick the guy in the head. In this case, unfortunately, it happened. I don't even know if they have a, I don't even know if they have a name for that finisher, actually. Well, I mean... Gar- Gargano credit for one thing. He, when he does that fake out kick, it's always fun to see that in the match. You know, he's he's talented. I just don't you know care for his style, but yeah, these guys work well. It was a good, really good match, actually. Yeah, so I think it's called the meet in the middle. Is that what they call it? Yeah, right. Like I mean, I I know the Young Bucks do something similar to that as well, the BTS okay. switch or whatever they call it. Um, but the, I think this one is called meet in the middle. Correct me if I'm wrong. But it makes sense, right? They're kind of coming there. Kaiser gets the shot. You see a shot of Kaiser and Giovanni standing by the or kneeling by the desk and uh, kind of Giovanni giving it to him. I'm surprised Gunther didn't really get involved or, or have anything no, to say backstage, actually. right? The only Gunther, the only Gunther sighting this evening was a backstage segment with Adam Pierce. All right, so this was great, highly needed for all four of these men, as Kaiser arguably seems to be the standout star. I think. Absolutely. Uh, leaving the great, other three great talent. in the he dust. Right yeah. This match allowed for them to catch up and show that they are, that they do belong. Particularly Vincey, he just did that. Like, I'll be honest, man, I like Vincey. Yeah, I like that, to that, him. That moonsault that he did off the rope, not on the buckle, but on the rope, yeah. was pretty solid. It was. Right? They showed it in slow motion just the way he came, like his elevator. Like, if you're grading it, that's pretty solid move, man. I noticed one thing with since they've sold the TKO, they're really pushing the guys now. They're really trying to up their game and show TKO or Endeavor that this was a good, good purchase. You know, and they're trying to get the uh, raw media rights deal too, right? So you know they're they're telling them, hey, you're gonna bring it because they're trying to sell it. They might go to streaming only on Raw. They're thinking about it, eh? Well, I heard about that. They're they're thinking about putting it on the network, which I always thought they should have. It always no, no, no like Amazon or Disney or, or something Prime, like that. yeah. Well, I'm, I'm hearing stuff like that. I'm hearing FXX. Like, I don't understand. Why Why would you go to FX? Just stay on Fox. Well, they right? got to be somewhere. Well, they'll have it for different countries, all different streaming apps, right? But, yeah. you know, 
if anybody's going to make a move like that, you know, it's Vinny. He's the one charging this. So he might just say, hey, we're going to go straight streaming. He did make the network before anybody else did. So I'm not saying that's what they're going to do. But uh, who knows? But it'll be interesting to see what they do. The problem I'm hearing a lot about here is the amount of money they're requesting from advertisers. Yes, it's a no, no, no hear me out. Yes, no, even though it's still the highest rated show that that network has, Fox, mm-hmm. on a Friday night, maybe not with football or anything, but on a Friday night, they're the highest rated program they have for their station. Yep. Monday Night Raw, highest rated program for USA. Highest rated program on Tuesday with NXT. NXT is highest rated program they you have. You just answered your question. When Vinny hears all those numbers, he tells these guys, hey, you got to pay us. Yeah, look at the highest rated show. That's how he's trying to get the most money. That's what he does. But, but, I don't but it's guys. not translating to any kind of profit for the networks. That's the problem. That's why I think you might go streaming to save a lot of money. Well, see which day they go. Right? I don't know. We'll find out. It'll we've be something really said, cool. Though. Well, we've always said that, you know, the way of wrestling is going to be all streaming. The way of television, the way of consuming is going to be all streaming. streaming it's right? all on apps and stuff. Absolutely. All right. Backstage, Chelsea Green, Pepper Niven run into Tegan Knox and Italia and tell them they're on their way. Uh, you know, sorry that that they they're going to leave, but heard that Tegan and Natty have a match tonight, so they're going to stick around and watch. So we go right into this match. Oh, wait a minute! There's another backstage segment. Trance. The Judgment Day is tired of our truth antics. I love our truth. I, well, I was about to say this. Thank you. Up, yeah, he was one of the highlights of Raw. He is so funny. He's in great shape for his age, for fifties, but he's so funny and so entertaining. I'm glad he's back. You need that comedy wrestling. We call it wrestling. I agree with Vince. It's, it's sports entertainment, and you need to have that entertainment. He's it's a comedic genius. He's hilarious, man. He is so funny. He's so natural. He's so pure. Yeah. Like, you know, what I mean? I don't know if he'd be a stand-up guy, but I mean, just the way he does it, you know, he's just phenomenally funny, right? Absolutely. Um, if if no other reason to go into the Hall of Fame, he's being the funniest guy in the world and the one guy who can probably make McMahon piss his pants. Oh, yeah. He's laughing. All the, just stand backstage and goof around and not take a crazy bump all the time. Like, hey, it's a great deal. Especially Vince loves it? him. Oh, yeah. Vince truly, truly loves him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, R-Truth is back in the locker room area in the hangout or the clubhouse of the Judgment Day. Sitting there with a little black and white TV. Uh, You know, JD and and, and Dom are like, you know, trying to tell this guy, what are you doing here? This and that. And Damien, I think he sees the value in truth. And, uh, you know, this is setting up their match later on tonight against the Creed Brothers. So the Weasels, as I call them now, JD and uh, Dom Dom uh, basically have a match with the number one contenders, which will happen later on tonight. Uh, Damien says that, you know, there's no mommy here. There's no Finn here. So I'm in charge. So that story keeps percolating slowly and slowly, man. I don't know when that thing's going to boil over or what's going to happen. But with the entrance of our truth now, I don't know, man. I don't know what's going to go on here. I can't wait to see. To be fair, I can't wait to see our truth interact with, with Rhea Ripley. That's going to be fun. It's coming. <laughs> I can't wait. Maybe next Monday. Right? Who knows, right? Uh, Tegan Knox against Natalia. Uh, sorry, Tegan Knox and Natalia versus Caden Carter and Chance. We haven't seen these two in a while. Um, Easy, straightforward match, basically. I think Natalia is kind of stale. I think she's kind of been around so long that her character, I just find it flat. You know what I mean? Well, I always I, see some of the younger girls get one of her spot, get her spot. Natalia is, in essence, the Mula and May, and I'm not saying age wise. Yeah, 
but in you know when when they were when Mula was near the end of her prime, this is when Wendy Richter and all those kind of girls were kind of emerging. Yeah. Um, this is kind of where she is now. Now, something on Natalia. I only mentioned this because I read this in a post where Natalia underwent reduction surgery. Yeah. Because she was too big upstairs. Yeah. Okay. So there's a spot where she had chance in a military press. And I'm looking at her, you know, the first thing I thought, like, what did she get reduced? Because she still looks massive. Yeah, I don't, well, <laughs> I know, I know. I know. No, I'm just saying, like, did you have before and after pictures? I'm thinking, okay, well, when someone gets them reduced, like, how, how much was she lugging around before that? A lot. Well, they were enhanced before. But she, she just got, got them reduced. unhanced. Or yeah. if that's even a word, dehanced. Sorry. She, she's like, she's got the build of her dad, right? Yeah, yeah. Good man, we'll build. Anyways, uh, basically this comes to a close when Chase to the shoulder gets dropped onto Natty. She gets a cover. Knox is in and gets kicked right out. Cover, or sorry, gets the cover. One, two, three. I guess they're calling that the keg stand. So basically, where she, where, where the. Caden holds her up in the air and like it's military and just drops her right onto the other person. Pretty cool move. Mind you, though, that's that, cool. That chat, she's tiny, eh? She's like only 4'11 or something, but she came from yeah. that um circuit show, whatever it was, where they have to go through the circuit <clears throat> carrying like the rope, going through the ropes. And what is that thing called, man? It's like what, a military like the, circuit. Yeah, I know what you mean. Um, the, it was the, a TV the, the, show. Oh, um, American Gladiators? No, American Gladiators. Something similar, but it's like a one-on-one. They have to go through this obstacle course, and you jump, and you have to, like, with the pegs, and then you have these wheels spinning, and you have to grab on and hold on to it, and you can jump. Either way, it was like one of those really core fitness kind of type shows. That's where she came from. Um, But, yeah, they're a good team. That one thing I've always liked about them, they haven't been around, or you don't see too much of them per se. But they're in unison, man. They look like a tag team. They do. A lot of tag right. teams nowadays don't look in unison, but they actually do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, very simply, short and to the point, the right team won four minutes and 48 seconds for this. Uh, Chelsea Green gets onto the apron. She gets a kick to the face, and that basically sets it up. Uh, Cody Rhodes is up next, and he's about to talk about what we all wanted to talk about. Shinsuke Nakamura. Um this is really I don't cool. understand this program. I don't understand why they're putting Shinsuke against Cody. Cody's kind of he's kind of going to, he's like losing his fizzle a little bit. You know what I mean? CM Punk's back now, Orton's back now, Seth's got the bell. So he's kind of well, he's not lost in the shuffle, but he's not the top dog anymore. Well, I, I think what we're seeing with Cody right now, honestly, is basically we know where the end story is coming. So how do you fill the rest of it up, right? With programs like this. And in, 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 I'll be honest with you right now, judging by how hot Punk and Orton are, I don't even know if I'd even put Cody against Roman Reigns at WrestleMania 40. That might not even happen. Who knows? Well, I don't know. I mean, no. you got AJ in the wings who's got one program with him before that. He'll probably challenge Roman at the Royal Rumble. That's probably the match. Um, AJ and him. Um, but where does Randy fit into it? I don't know. Where does CM Punk fit into anything? I think the CM Punk. Seth is going to be the story for WrestleMania. That's going to be that. Uh, Roman is open-ended. I mean, who knows? I, I who, Look, from now 
till January, everything can change. Exactly. Somebody can get hurt. Right. So, what we're watching right now can be completely different in a month's time. Yeah. Like I always say, if you look at WrestleMania to WrestleMania, from from WrestleMania 39 to the main event of WrestleMania 40, that story changed 50 million times before we even got there. So they need a big for WrestleMania 40, they need a big storyline here. That's something sort of you know as realistic as possible. They need something that hits home to people. I don't know what I, that's gonna be. I still yeah. think it's gonna be the rock and Roman. I still have a feeling that's where they're gonna go with it. Right? I mean, if you're gonna do WrestleMania 40, it's one of those kind of big, bigger shows because it's you know, a 40. Anything with the zero, yeah. anything with ending in a zero is always big, right? I don't even know how excited people would be for the rock and reigns because it's kind of lost. We've had so much hype to get so excited for it. Never happens now, but happens now, it's still cool, but it's lost some of that steam. You would think so, but people will buy into it. Like I say, yeah, no, we're on some massive star. I get it. You got to have those guys there. I'm not right? knocking it. But... No, no, no. There's nothing to knock. I mean, it's. I just kind of look at it like you know. Honestly, when 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 you say that, there have been many a show I've looked at and go, I'm not really interested. But then once a buildup starts to happen, you start to see it come together. Like, oh, okay, I can see what's going on here. But I hear what you're saying, right? But why not? It... Why not do something fun? Why not have Vince in Rock's corner and Triple H in Roman Reigns' corner? That's a tough one because they Roman, got it. They got Roman storyline. I'm telling you, that'd be the hottest story of all time. The, the father-in-law versus the what? man, who made him. or sorry, well, the son-in-law versus the man who made him. Well, no, 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 no. I appreciate that, but are you are you Rock and, and Roman or Punk and someone? No, no. I'm saying Vince McMahon in the Rock's corner, Triple H in Roman Reigns' corner for us. Right. But but here's the only problem with that. I mean, if you think about it. Roman Reigns is a Vince creation. He's the one who was pushing. And so is Rock. Right, right, right. I get but it. But Roman kind of represents Roman... now. Rock represents the present. The, the yeah. Past. No, I get that. But I just don't see where. I don't know how Triple H would fit in the, the other corner. I can see your corner. I just no, don't. Well, because Triple H would. Vince will come back and say, I shouldn't. You should, I should never let you marry my daughter. You try to, to get honest, here, get the power. I'd rather, I'd rather see CM Punk versus Cody with Triple H in Cody's corner. And Vincent, yeah, CM Punk's corner. Cool. I think that would make more just storyline wise, just playing it out of my head. You just because the relationship that Cody and and Triple H have yeah. on screen and off screen, everything and that, to really piss off the internet wrestling community would be like if you lose Triple H, you have to leave. If Vince, you lose, you have to leave. That would really start pissing off the internet trolls because they love their Triple H. So you could have a lot of fun. We'll see what happens. Who knows? Yeah. So. Cody comes out and he tries to explain this feud, as you were just asking. And he basically talks about, and this is the one thing I like about Cody. He references the old days, you know, as a kid growing up in the industry. And the first time he saw the poison miss was from a man called the great Muda. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, you know, stuff like that. And, you know, he, he should have paid to Shinsuke Nakamura. Um, he, he knows that he has a bullseye on his back and he knows that, by beating Cody Rhodes, it's going to, you know, propel you to get you where you need to go. So, he, you know, shame on him from not being prepared. I'm paraphrasing, right? Yeah. Um, basically, calls out Nakamura, lights go out, and there's Shinsuke saying, yeah, you know what? Our paths are pretty similar. We both rose to the top. We both had our opportunity. We both lost everything, right? And a lot of it's true. He's not really, you know, fudging any of it. Like, they both had their opportunities. They both won the Royal Rumble. They both lost that mania. It's not often that the guy who wins the Rumble loses the title, right? That number is very low. 
That's true. Um, yeah. Right. So to have that happen, you know, share that. Um, but then Cody says, look, you know what? We're nothing alike until you come into this ring and face me face to face. And that's where they end it. So that's the program for now, man. I mean, it's something we got. They got to feel something up until the Royal Rumble, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. Up, until Royal Rumble happens and we review Raw after the Rumble, we will start to get a very clear picture of what Mania 40 is going to start to look like. Yeah. So from now till then, I think all bets are off. They're going to throw everything to the wall and see what sticks and go with it. Yeah, not a bad strategy. Some of it, I think, is already predetermined. We already we don't know, but they already know what some of those matches are going to be. Um, these guys have been pretty good at keeping secrets. I'll be honest, man. I don't know what they yeah. changed, but you know things aren't leaking out as often as we normally think. All right. So after that, we get Jay Uso comes into Pierce's office, going to you know have to get to Drew again. Checks in on Sammy. Uh, this is where Gunther comes in and he goes, you know, he, he has a few ideas for the future. I like Gunther. <laughs> yeah, he's he's awesome. He looks good. He wrestles good. Yeah, he's got that European strong style, you know. I, I really enjoy his work too. Yeah, no, definitely, definitely. Um, all right, here we go. Match of the night, my friend. Uh, JD, McDonough, and Dirty Dom versus the Creed Brothers, who they're pushing pretty hard here, man. That's a modern-day Steiner brother, uh, I don't know. What do you want to call these guys, man? They're the number one contenders for the tag team title. Um, since they've been on the scene, they pretty much dominated and, you know, really just tossed everybody around. And you know what? Today was no exception. They basically started off the match by tossing around uh, JD and, and Dom. And you got to hand it to those two little weasels, man. They sell. They sell really yeah, well, good. Yeah, they sell. They can toss them like Wrangles. Yeah, they sell it well. I will say one thing with the Creed Brothers, I love that uh, Cannibal. He does all the top. He jumps off the top rope or over the top rope. And that's a really cool move. I've never seen that move done before. Have you, besides him doing it? Um, well, I mean, if you think about it, it's like the Doomsday's device, right? Uh, that that the LOD or Legion of Doom Road Warriors used to do, right? Yeah, but the way he jumps, did you see him today when he jumped over the top rope? Or was it off the top rope? Or over the top rope when he did it? It's it's, it's on the top rope. So he's standing yeah, on, so jumps onto the top rope, and he does like it. That. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's it's an evolution of the move, but I mean that that I think move, he's the first guy to do it like that. Well, like that, yeah, but the maybe essence of the move. Maybe somewhere on the indie scene, maybe, but like he's the one who well, took it mainstream. The essence, the essence of that move is is purely the foundation of that move belongs to the Road Warriors. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just they put their spin on it, which is they pretty, weren't they weren't flying like that by themselves at the top rope and cannonball and though. That's pretty different cool. times, man. These guys are athletes. No, no, I know. He's delivering he's, it. He's, he yeah, yeah, yeah. He basically, yeah, like he took it from. He basically created this move. No, no, no. That's what I'm saying. It's an evolved move of it, right? Like the foundation is what it is. I'll always stick up for the Road Warriors, brother. You know, I love. No, no, no I know, but I never even thought about the Warriors. When I see that. I just see like this guy's pretty athletic, and he's doing cannonball like that. And and he, when he came over the top rope there, he knocked those knocked him down. It's like that was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. So basically, beat the crap out of him. Finisher one, two, three. JD to the top of the shoulders. Brutus fall cover. Creed brothers win. Um, basically the right team won here. Uh, I have no complaints with it. We get a backstage segment where, you know, the weasels, I call them, uh, they, they run into Damien and Dom tells him, look, man, these guys are real. Like, don't sleep on them. And, uh, that was the kind of the end of that. Uh, basically we come back backstage again. Adam Pierce walks up to Seth Rollins, tells him CM Punk will be on Raw next week. And he plans to sign, Punk to an exclusive Raw contract. Seth laughs it off, tells Pierce, you know, tells Pierce when Punk shows up, 
shows his true colors. Pierce better allow Seth to do what he's got to do. But tonight he's got a title to defend. Here comes Jay Uso. These two have a you know quick back and forth and uh, you know friendly banter, letting each other know that they're going to kick each other's backside. And uh, both guys say they're going to walk out champion. And here we go. Half and this right disagree with you. you said a lot. The tag match is the best match. And I think this is the best match. You got a whole the whole last half hour to go at it. So, oh brother, I was just joking about that man because I know how much you like those guys. Oh, the Creed brothers. Yeah, yeah. no, I don't. No, mind no, no, no. The D, the the. Uh... Was I referring to the DUI or was I referring to... No, you were to... talking about the Creed Brothers match. He called it the match of the night. I was just laughing because I know how much you don't care for those two little guys. Oh, okay. I see what you're saying. I was just trying to be funny. Yeah, no, no, no. This hands down was the yeah, match yeah, of the okay. night. Um, if this wasn't the match of the night, then Drew and and um, Sammy... They open the show hot and they close the show hot. So well, that's both. it, right? So either way, those could have been either one. But this definitely was match of the oh, night. Yeah. Both great, guys... Great. Both guys just worked their tails off. Uh, a lot of close finishes. Uh, well, when Jay hit that DDT at ringside, the way Seth sold that was is brilliant. You know, just the way he could sell, and it was it was well done. Yeah, I loved how the match started. It was very you know chain wrestling, uh, kind of you know upping one another, kind of. Mm. And then you just get that stare down at the center of the ring. I love that kind of stuff, like that that chain wrestling stuff. If done properly, if it flows right, if the right guys are doing it, and these two are the right guys to do it. Um, phenomenal, right? Absolutely. So we we go to a. Yeah, I'm not the biggest Jey Uso fan, but man, he worked his butt off tonight and put on a great match. Yeah, no, hundred percent. And I mean, here we go, everyone. And just to keep it, you know, to keep it believable, you had Seth kicking out of the frog splash after everything was hit. Spear, miss, stomp. I mean, it had a bit of everything. Cool spot the- when they ran and ran and hit the ropes and they collided in the air. Oh, that was really cool. The cross body. Yeah, nobody will do it as good as uh, Logan Paul and Ricochet. <laughs> no. I'll never be caught, but these guys did good too. Yeah, I know those guys did pretty good with it. Um, but the finish came here at the end. Um, stomp, really. He finally yep. got the stomp at the end. Uh, Jay's finally up with the crowd firmly behind him. Super kick to Rollins. Jay hits the rope, goes for the spear, but sets it to pedigree. Stomp to Jay, cover one, two, three. Great match. Yeah, you know what? Absolutely. They danced in that match, man. Back and forth, tit for tat, matching moves, stealing moves. They had a hard job, you know, they, they had a hard job making us think it was possible for Jay, even though we know he wasn't going to become champion. He had a chance. And, mm-hmm. you know, credit to Seth, you know, carrying it and making it good. And not to say that Jay isn't good. Jay's really good. If you think about it, he's been around longer than Roman. Yeah, Jay's good. Jay's been there before even Seth. I just think Jay's a top guy. Will ever be a top guy, but he can hang with the top guys, though. He'll always be. He'll always have the crowd with him. Yep. You know what? If anything, he'll get the title just as a thank you. It might be a month. It might be three months, but he'll definitely get a world championship based on that. I think. Probably. I hope not, but probably. Probably right. Look, I'll say it this way: you become a transitional champion. Yeah, he could be. Right, and that's two to three months until you get your next guy in there, whoever you want, and kind of go with there. But brother, man, that was raw. But hey, one more thing I got to say: when, Jay, when huh. Drew McIntyre threw Jay to the table, that was a brutal, brutal smashed him. Okay, Drew, yeah, Drew I was aggressive get to right that. now. Yeah, yeah, no. So Drew was all over this show. Yeah, and I thought watching this match, okay, when you get to that five minute mark at the end of the show, there, you're thinking, okay, where is this going to go? Either Cody's music's going to hit. As mm-hmm. it has in the last few four weeks, three or four weeks, or 
this is going to go clean. I didn't know if they were going to make it clean. I didn't know if we were going to get the clean finish. We got the clean finish. I thought, okay, that's the end of that. And Drew comes out of nowhere and attacks both of them. And again, Drew's all over the show. They're really, really selling him as a monster again. Right? He was all over. And again, your favorite, that Claymore kick, man. And he's landing on those hard mats on the floor. Like, this guy's got to be bruised. I think it's one of the best finishers in wrestling today, I think. So explosive, fast. And when you watch a big man move, like people don't really have a big this guy. Was he 6'5", 6'6"? He's huge. No, 100%. 100%. All right, brother, man, I tell you what, that was raw in a nutshell. I'm sure other people go really deep on it, but I think I think we did it just right. I believe we just gave everybody what they needed to hear. And uh, It was a good, really, really good raw. Open strong, close strong, some good matches in the middle, and very, very good raw. Yeah, I know. Overall, I tell you what, I mean, I, I, I think a raw is good when I look at my clock and... You know, time, you know, feels like a half an hour, but you've, you've, you've already an hour and a half into the show, mm-hmm. right? So that's what I felt. Uh, overall, I would say it's about a seven for me. Um, yeah, I'd say seven and a half. It was, it was solid. It was good. Right? I enjoyed like, it. It's going to be an interesting month in a bit because up until now, like, what are you going to do? You got a couple more rods. You got Christmas. You got this and that. So I don't think anything's really going to build much until we kind of no. get to the end of December. But Build up the young guys a little bit. You have to let the young guys shine and then, yeah, get ready for Rumble. There we go, man. Rumble should be interesting. And uh, so, guys and girls, thank you for listening. Uh, we're, we're trying something new here. Uh, hopefully, it sticks. Hopefully, this is something you guys enjoy. I enjoyed this. I don't know about you, Chance. Was, um, I had yeah, fun. Yeah, was fun. This was fun. So, we will be back tomorrow with a wrestling episode. Not talking raw. We're just going to talk wrestling. Uh, we're going to come we'll up with some a topics. Little WWE and, you know, a little bit of everything, right? We're, we're going to sprinkle a little bit of everything on that pepper. I got an interesting take on Daniel Bryan, but I'll say that one for tomorrow. No, no, we'll talk all about that. We got some interesting yeah. stuff coming up for you guys tomorrow as well. So, guys, my name is Bobby Sampson. Hit me. Hit, uh, my name is Bobby Sampson. His name is Chance Michaels. And in the words of the great ACDC, those that download, like, and subscribe to the podcast, we salute you. We do salute you. And on that note, guys, it's raining like nobody's business out here in Vancouver. So wherever you are in the world listening, if the weather is not cooperating, please be safe. And if the weather is cooperating, enjoy to the max. Guys, we'll talk to you tomorrow. Samp and Chance are out. 